there and welcome to the Abundance Health Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything there is to learn and to know about what it truly means to have life and life in abundance. My name is Sharon Chibaibai and thank you so much for tuning in. Hello, hello and welcome once again to the Abundant Self Podcast. I hope you're well and keeping safe wherever it is that you are. If this is your very first time here, Karibu Sana to the Abundant Self Podcast. Like I always like to say in each and every episode, I hope by the time you're done listening to this episode that you will have made a decision to become part of the Abundant Self community. Yes, this is episode 19 of the podcast and today we are going to be talking about identity crisis and that very, very big question that I believe each and every one of us has asked ourselves at some point in our lives and the question is, who am I? Who is Chavaibai? What are the things that I identify myself with and are these things even right? Do I even know who I am? And, you know, these definitions, these things that I identify myself with, are they right? Are they true? So, yeah, more of that coming shortly in the episode. But before that, allow me to just recap our previous episode, that is episode 18, where we were talking about survival 101 and the masks that we wear as human beings in order to survive. And let me just say, I have gotten a lot of very good, very genuine, very deep conversations that have come out of this particular episode. And I know when I was recording that episode, a lot of questions were also going through my mind because I was thinking to myself, okay, am I really, (laughs) I was thinking to myself, am I really in the right place to be speaking about masks, to be speaking about inauthenticity and living authentic lives when even I myself, I'm not sure if I can confidently say that, you know, I do not have any masks on when I go out to the world, that I am living an authentic life and whatnot, but really, What I'm trying to say is thank you so much for your feedback. Thank you so much for the engagement that I've gotten from that particular episode. And especially because this is a podcast title that I got, or rather this is an episode title that I got from one of you, one of our very big listeners who had requested that we talk about that particular episode. So I really do hope that it added the much needed value that it edified and that it added, you know, more reason for you to think about yourself, to think about the masks that you have on. And just to speak on that, allow me to read a review actually that I got from that particular episode that I felt actually it I wouldn't, I would be, I would not be doing this. <laughs> I would not be doing this episode some justice if I don't read out this review that I got from one of our listeners who was just reacting to that particular episode. And hopefully, actually, this will help you or rather give you the much-needed motivation to go back and listen to that particular episode if you haven't already. So this listener said, The Abundant Self podcast is truly amazing and I was privileged to listen to the episode And I was privileged to listen to the latest episode on the masks we wear to survive. The topic resonated with me deeply because I have personally experienced wearing masks in my life. Sometimes we feel the need to present ourselves in a certain way to feel safe or avoid rejection in certain settings. It's a survival strategy that many of us employ. I believe that it's crucial for us to reflect on these masks and understand their impact on our authenticity and well-being. So they also went ahead to say that the episode reminded me of the importance of self-awareness and personal growth. We must recognize and acknowledge the masks we wear as only then can we begin to peel them away and embrace our true selves. Your prayer for God to reveal the masks that have unknowingly become a part of us resonates deeply with me. It is my hope as well that through self-reflection and divine guidance, we can uncover the masks we wear and find the courage to let go of them. This journey of self-discovery and authenticity is a transformative one and it allows us to live more fulfilling lives and establish genuine connections with others. 
I am grateful for podcasts like The Abundant Self that shed light on such important topics. They encourage us to delve deeper into ourselves and challenge the masks we wear. It is a reminder that we are not alone in this journey and that growth and self-discovery are constant processes. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on The Abundant Self podcast and I hope that we all continue to unravel the masks we wear and embrace our true abundant selves. My days. <laughs> this was so beautiful. I mean, I read this review and I think I said this before in the previous episode where sometimes I really do not know what I do here on the podcast. But then when I get to hear from you, when I get to hear your thoughts on whatever episode or even on the podcast in general, it just really puts into perspective why I decided to start this podcast and why I decided to add value by talking about abundance and how we can become abundant selves. And I'm so grateful that this um, listener, I wouldn't mention their name that they were kind and even genuine and honest and vulnerable enough to share this with me so thank you thank you thank you as always like I always like to say if you have not yet listened to that particular episode you can either press pause go back and listen to that particular episode or you can finish listening to this episode and then go back to listen to episode 18 on survival 101 and the masks that we wear to survive and I really loved it that they touched on the topic of self-awareness, which is something that we are also going to be talking about today and, you know, how self-awareness ties to our identities. And this is also a subject, actually, that was requested by one of our listeners yet again. So, guys, remember, this podcast exists to ensure and to help you to become the absolute best version of yourself and, of course, encourage you to live a life of abundance. And I'm not doing this for myself. I am doing this so that I can continue to add value to you and that you can also continue to add value to me. So you will find a feedback form attached to the show notes. So if you have any feedback whatsoever, and most importantly, if there's anything you want us to speak more into it, or if you have a topic that you'd like us to talk about, then you can go ahead and fill out that form. Let me know. And I will, of course, do my best to bring that to you. Like I always like to say, <laughs> and I know this is a caveat that I give all the time, I do not know everything, right? I do not have all the answers, but every time we come have these conversations together, I mean, it provokes us, of course, to think about these things, these life issues more and more, and it helps us to become better individuals. It helps us to become abundant individuals and to have life and have it more abundantly. So before I continue rambling about that, <laughs> allow me to proceed to the episode of today. And like I said, today we are going to be talking about identity crisis and that big question, who am I? Right? Who am I? Now, like I like to say, or like I initially said before when we were beginning this episode, is that when you think about that question, when you think about that who am I question. Somehow, one way or another, we have all asked ourselves this question, whether it was subconsciously, whether it was actually consciously where we said it out loud or where we just asked ourselves, you know, out loud, who am I? Or maybe it is a thought that has been happening subconsciously where we've just been really figuring out who am I? And this is going to help us to pick up from the conversations that we've been having from quarter life crisis to transitions and to even the mask that we wear because all this conversation or all these topics somehow are tied to our identities. When you talk about quarter life crisis, when you talk about being in that place where you feel like you're a failure, where you feel like you really haven't done enough, somehow it ties to your identity as an individual because when you feel like a failure, or when you start to identify yourself as a failure, I mean, that in itself becomes an identity issue, right? When you talk about transitions, and important to note is that, you know, identity crisis or every time we 
find ourselves asking ourselves that question of who am I, it usually happens most of the time during those moments and during those seasons of transition where we're asking ourselves, okay, there's a major life change that is happening to me right now. There's a major transition. There's a major even trauma, for example, that is happening to me right now. And it is in those moments that we really get to ask ourselves, who am I? Right in those moments of transitions, when we were talking about how to handle your season of transition, that ties a lot into our identity as human beings because it is in those moments that we really get to understand, that we really get to really, that we really need to depend on those values, that we really need to depend on those moments where you know or rather on those points of reference that we go through that we go to when we need to survive for example i don't know if using the word survive is the right term but rather when we need to adapt yes when we need to adapt to a certain situation when you need to adapt to a new season during those moments of transition that is when our identity is really challenged you know when you when we really get to ask ourselves who am I? And then, of course, the conversation that we had this past two weeks on, you know, the masks that we wear to survive when we put on different masks on or in this case, identities on when we want to identify as something that we are not, when we want to wear a certain mask so that we can be accepted, when we can feel so that we can feel a sense of belonging, you know, a sense of grounding that plays a lot and that speaks a lot into or to our identity. So when we talk about identity, I mean, it is really the foundation of who we are as individuals when we talk about identity. Um, we could, I mean, there are very different ways that we identify ourselves with. We identify ourselves by our families. You know, we identify ourselves by our careers, the kind of things that we do. We identify ourselves even by the fo- you know, the people that we sort of um, associate ourselves with. And I'm thinking about this quote that says, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Because the truth of the matter is when we are associated with certain people, that also speaks into our identity. And then we get into a moment or into a time of our lives when we really cannot place that, when we really cannot, or when it becomes for hard for us to really point out who we truly are. Now, for me, I remember this question of who am I, (laughs) this question of identity, it really became strong for me when COVID-19 hit. And I know I've spoken about this before when I was sharing about, you know, when COVID hit, when we were sent back home, um, I was no longer having a job. I was no longer having, you know, something substantial that I was doing really at the time. So I had to go back home and I had a lot of free time on my hands. You know, I had a lot of time even with myself and in my head. And, you know, as someone who is a creative, as, as someone who is always thinking up new things, I spend a lot of time in my head. You know, I spend a lot of time <laughs> in my mind. And now during COVID, I mean, I was spending a lot of time in my mind and I remember at that time so many things were happening it was a major major season of transition and even for of trauma actually for us as individuals as human beings because we had this whole thing going on COVID was here many of us lost our loved ones many of us lost our jobs Many of us lost our relationships, you know, be it because of natural causes, maybe people lost their spouses to COVID-19, or maybe just relationships just ended because now um, you maybe you couldn't meet up with your partner anymore. It was becoming hard to keep up when you're so far away from each other or when you're required to be so far away from each other. Others were so much together all the time and that already challenged the status of their relationship but you know before I digress it's just to think about I remember I just sat down and I thought about all the things that I actually identified myself with you know having a job being in a relationship you know being with my friends all the time because I used to have weekly hangouts with my friends but now that was not happening now I was at home now I literally felt like I did not have anything to do i i did not even know how to identify myself anymore and i know that i have said this 
very many times in previous episodes, I remember thinking, okay, I identify myself like a huge part of my identity comes from what I do, especially where my career is concerned. Like if I wasn't working, then what exactly am I doing? Who am I without my job? I remember asking myself, who am I without a relationship? Who am I without, you know, having to see my friends all the time? Who am I? You know, that was a common denominator. Who am I? And for the first time, I know most of the time, this question you're told, you know, to ask yourself by motivational speakers. But when life forces you actually, when life actually forces you to ask yourself that question, then it hits you so hard that you have no idea who you are. You know, it is literally a a crisis. (laughs) Who am I? Because right now, I remember that particular moment, all the things I was identifying myself with were literally not there anymore. And now I had to ask myself, who am I? Who is Chabaibai? Without this job, without this relationship, without this friends that I had, without this, you know, plan, without even this future that I had. Because... I mean, sometimes we also identify ourselves by the kind of future, by the kind of plans that we have laid for ourselves. When we say that this is the kind of person that I want to be and you have already planned how that is going to be, right? But when, I mean, when life happens, and I know that this is something actually that we both now understand, you know, we can all relate with is that life is not linear, (laughs) (laughs) life is not linear i mean literally you're making plans for tomorrow and then boom something happens and that plan is immediately null and void right and that actually forces you to ask yourself that question because when you have everything planned out and then life suddenly happens and now you can clearly see that you know what you wanted to become or how you wanted to get there may not necessarily be what you had hoped it to be you will ask yourself that question because sometimes like I said our identity is also tied to our future it's also tied to you know the kind of person that we want to be I know for example as an individual, there was a time when I really, really knew. <laughs> I really, really knew that I was going to be a TV presenter. I was going to, you know, have a show or just, you know, be like Jeff Koenange here in Kenya or Victoria Rubadiri. You know, all the big, you know, hotshot media personalities that you can possibly think of. And I mean, life happened and I could no longer see myself becoming that person. And I remember asking myself, okay, so if I'm not a TV presenter in future, then who am I? (laughs) Right? I mean, if you plan to be a doctor and then it doesn't happen, you will ask yourself, okay, so if I'm not a doctor, then who am I? Right? If I am not this person that I told myself I'm going to be, then who am I? And... Just as I say this, I'm remembering um, Mindy Kaling's Never Have I Ever, the series on Netflix. And there's this one character who, when he was in high school, I mean, he was a hotshot. Every person liked him. He was popular. And then he goes to college and he realizes that he is not the person that he was, you know, when he was in high school. And in that moment, actually, in that season of transition, he actually struggles to figure out who he is. And I actually remember that that um, episode is titled Never Have I Ever Had an Identity Crisis because in that particular moment of transition, in that particular moment of, you know, change, of drastic change, of having to face the fact that he is not the same person that he was when he was in high school because now he's in a new environment that requires him to, you know, adapt new ways of thinking, new mindsets, new habits, if I may call it that. He was facing an identity crisis, you know, who am I? And this is a question, like I said, that we have asked ourselves many, many times. Because the truth of the matter is, our identities, they, our identities give us a sense of belonging. 
you know, they help us. Our identity helps to keep us grounded. And one thing that I think we need to be very careful of, and it's something that we have had being said over and over again, is that because our identity forms actually the foundation of who we are, it is important for us to really be careful and to really be cognizant of what actually informs our identities, right? For me, like I said, a huge part of my identity came from having a job. And there was a time when actually even last year, let's even leave the season of COVID behind when I quit my job and I was faced with that question, who am I? Because a huge, a huge part of my identity was tied to my job. And right now or right then I was in a place where I did not know who I was because Chebaibai is, I could identify myself, my name is Sharon Chebaibai, you know, I am a journalist. I am a content creator. I am this, I am that. But when I, when I remove that, you know, when I remove the part that, you know, I'm not a journalist or I'm not a content creator because maybe at this time I don't have this job, what remains is actually just a blank space, Right? So, I mean, this is something that is very, very important. And I remember asking myself, okay, what about now? Yes, now I have a job. Now I, you know, have people around me. Now we are back to how it used to be. For example, even before COVID hit, you know, we are back with our friends. We are back with our partners. We are back with jobs. We are back with this, this and that. But still... Who is Shabaibai? Who am I? Who am I? And especially if we are to pick up from the conversation that we had last week on the mask that we wear and how we were talking about how we have different layers and different um, masks that we put on, different layers of masks that we put on every time we get into the world, dependent on the situation, dependent on the people we are inter interacting with at that particular moment. You're just thinking, okay, so what happens if, and I know I even asked this in the previous episode when I was saying that, what happens when we have different, or rather we have adorned on ourselves different identities, different masks over a very long period of time? What happens when it's actually time for us to take off those masks? You know, what happens when it's actually time for us to be our true selves? Will we really recognize who we are? And I know there's a quote that talks about something about how when you keep saying a lie over and over again, it starts becoming, you know, a truth, right? It starts becoming the truth when you keep saying this lie over and over again when you keep identifying yourself as something that you're not so much so that it becomes a part of you then it becomes even hard for you to take off that mask to take off that identity and just you know embrace who you truly are and this is where self-awareness actually comes in self-awareness allows us to take a step back, to have that self-introspection where we sit down and we really look within ourselves and ask ourselves, okay, what identifies or rather what informs my identity? And like I said, for me, it was in that moment when I lost my job. It was in that moment when COVID hit that I realized that a lot of my identity came from, you know, having a salary, a lot of my identity came from the kind of people I was associating myself with, be it friends, be it relationships. I mean, when we are self-aware, when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable with ourselves as individuals, like let's even put aside being vulnerable with our friends, with our families. When we are vulnerable with ourselves, when I am vulnerable with me, personally as Chebaibai and take that time to really sit down and ask myself what do I identify myself with 
right? And especially because in that particular moment, you're able to, when you're able to write those things down, when you're able to, you know, realize that, okay, I identify myself with the fact that I have a job. I identify myself with the fact that I have a relationship or I'm in a relationship. I identify myself with the fact that maybe I come from an opulent family, a well-off family. I identify myself with the fact that, you know, I live in a certain area. I identify myself with the fact that, you know, I went to a certain school, for example, and I'm saying this with, you know, a hint of laughter because, I mean, we all know Alliance, people who went to Alliance, and I am not going, I'm not saying it's bad, but I mean, it's the pride at which these people identify themselves with, you know, people who went to Alliance High School here in Kenya, they will always, I mean, every single time, and there are even jokes that have been said about it, you know, yes, I went to Alliance, you know, that is something they identify themselves with, and it's not wrong, right? But when we sit down, when we become self-aware to these particular things, to these particular connotations, and we just get to filter them, and we get to you know, try and really debunk them and try and say, okay, is it right for me to identify myself with this? And what what would it mean if this was not part of my life? Or what would it mean if maybe I did not live in a certain area? And like I said, identity crisis hits in moments of crisis or rather in moments of transitions. Because let's say, for example, you are coming from a very well-off family. And then something happens, um, maybe your the breadwinner of the family passes away or something tragic happens and now you have to um, just live below your means, right? Or, you know, just life literally has to change and you have maybe to move from that place of, you know, um, how do I call it? That place of being well off and now you have to, you know, maybe... For example, let's say you were living in a mansion or in a palace, for example, and then now you have to live in a regular household. I mean, j- just imagine the kind of um, the kind of damage that might do to your identity, right? Because and especially if this is something that was really this is something that really pegged on your identity, the fact that maybe you come from such and such a family or you live in a certain place, and then that changes immediately. Because like I said, life is not linear, you know. Life doesn't always go the way we want it to go. Sometimes things happen. And sometimes these things happen, they may not happen in our favor or the way we want them to go. And that will definitely affect our identities. That will affect our identities. When we identify ourselves from our parents, for example having parents and then, you know, something tragic happens and they're no longer there, what does that do to our identities? When we identify ourselves with, you know, all these external factors, what happens to us? When we identify ourselves, even for example, um, you know, from the fact that, you know, we we have been raised by two parents and, you know, I come from a family, you know, when you identify with yourself with the fact that maybe you come from a family where, you know, your parents are still together or you have been raised with both your parents from the moment you were born and then maybe something happens and maybe they have to separate or just life happens and you no longer live with both of them, what happens? Right? I mean, all these things, they have a huge impact on our identity. So when we sit down and just look deep within ourselves and just realize and figure and identify these things, you know, what do I peg my identity on or to? What are those things that you identify yourself with? When you sit down, when you write them, when you write them down, And you look at them and then you ask yourself, what happens if all these things were taken away? What will happen if all those things are taken away from you? Who will you become? Will you still become the same person? And that is a scary question. That is, 
That is a scary question because even for myself, I remember I did that exercise. I wrote the things that I identify myself with down and I asked myself, okay, Chabaibai, if we removed all these things, who is Chabaibai? Who is Chabaibai? If I decided to even, if we are to refer to the conversation we had on masks, if I took out, if I took off all my masks, all the masks that I have put on, who am I? I think I mentioned this before um, about how on previously, I think just around my birthday, someone was saying something about me. And I remember asking myself, they said they said that I was a resilient person. And I, I asked myself, am I a resilient person? Am I resilient? Because the truth, truth of the matter is, another thing that informs our identity is what how other people see us, you know, how the world sees us. When you hear other people talking about you, when you hear other people say things about you, <laughs> and when you sit down and try and decrypt all that, when you sit down and try to analyze what someone said about you, is that truly a, represent, a representation, a true representation of who you, who you are, right? Because sometimes we have found ourselves falling into an identity that the world has bestowed upon us. Where, okay, people say that I am a nice person or people say that I am this, this and that, that. And maybe sometimes you're not. So you decide to just go with the flow because it's easier that way. Right? It is easier that way. So how does self-awareness contribute to our identity? And like I said, when we take the time... When we take the time to become more aware of who we are, right? And it could be our values, it could be our triggers, it could be our traumas, you know? The things we identify with, only then will we be able to challenge those very things and see whether or not they're even right or wrong. When we become self-aware of these things, you know, that is when we are really able to challenge them and say, is it right for me to identify myself with a salary, right? Is it right for me to identify myself with, you know, being married, being unmarried? Is it right for me to identify myself as this, this and that? And that requires a lot of self-awareness. And we have talked about this, I think, a lot in this episode and even on the blog where we talk about, I mean, for everything, literally, even when you're dealing with depression, even when you're dealing with quarter life crisis, even when you're dealing with imposter syndrome, first of all, you need to recognize that it's happening. You need to become aware of it. And this reminds me of when my sister was talking about, and this is something that has really stayed with me, when she was talking about how sometimes we have traumas, but we really do not know that we have traumas. And it becomes even hard for us to heal from these traumas because we do not even know they exist. Because they have become a huge part of us. They have become a huge part of our identities that... When someone even suggests that we go for, you know, therapy, when someone tells you that you have trauma, you're like, what do you mean I have trauma? This is who I am. This is who I have. This is the person I have been. This is, I have nothing about me has changed, right? Because our traumas also have a huge impact on our identity. And most of us are, you know, are just walking around or are actually living with a lot of trauma that we have no idea of, right? And that is why it helps to really take time, to spend time with yourself, to spend time even with your friends, with your family, with a professional, if you may, to really try and uncover 
all these things really try and uncover the traumas really try and uncover the kind of things that you peg your identity to because sometimes it may not even be easy for you to figure these things out on yourself or by yourself it it's easier to do it with someone else when you're able to just sit down and you know recognize and notice the patterns you know recognize the habits and the way you even react to certain things your triggers and only then can you truly be able to challenge these things and uncover who you truly are. And another way, of course, to even answer this question is spending time with your creator. I think I've said this more, more, more times, <laughs> a lot more times when I have said that. You know, the only way to find out who you are is to spend time with the person who created you. Right? How else? <laughs> How else will you even figure out who you are? Because when God sees me, he doesn't see me from, you know, the lenses or from the things that I identify myself with. If I identify myself as a married woman, if I identify myself as a pilot, if I identify myself as this hotshot billionaire, I mean, God does not see me as that. He sees me for who he created me to be. He sees me as his child. He sees me as a co-heir. He sees me as fearfully and wonderfully made. He sees me as this wonderful child who he created for a certain purpose. Right? And I think a beautiful way to identify ourselves is when we identify ourselves by the purpose for which we have been created on this earth. Because why else am I here? <laughs> and I know I have asked this question a lot here on this podcast. I mean, why would God create me and put me on this earth so that I can just eat, sleep, pay bills and die? That is not who I am. That is not who I was created to be. There is a purpose for which I have been put on this planet. There is a purpose for which I was created. Right? When God sees me, he sees me as, you know, whatever purpose that he has put in me for me to be able to live out this purpose and to live it out abundantly. Because the truth of the matter is we cannot live life abundantly if we are operating from an identity that doesn't even exist. When you're operating from a definition that is far off from, you know, what our creator made it to be. And again, I'm going to use the example of a car. When the person who manufactured a car, when he decided to name it a car, when he decided that this is a car, he decided to name it a car or say it's a car because it was going to achieve a certain purpose, right? But if a car decided to identify itself as a bicycle or as a motorbike or even as an airplane, it would never achieve its purpose because, first of all, if a car decided to identify itself as an airplane, it cannot fly. Even the person operating it would not even be able to operate it because it was not created to fly. It was created to, you know, move on the ground and be able to move us from point A to point B on road, right? So even for us as individuals, we cannot live a life of abundance. We cannot live full and meaningful lives if we identify ourselves as things, as people that we are not. And most of us have been in that place because I think, I don't know if, I don't know what it is. I like to call it the Holy Spirit. I like to call it intuition. But God has put something in us that is able to detect when we are not operating as our true selves. I don't know how, <laughs> but somehow you will always know that, okay, this is not who I am. You might not even be able to place it you know you may not even be able to point it out but there are moments when you just know that for example you you're living out a lie that you're not becoming the person God created you to be there's just that part in us that will constantly nudge us you know 
in the direction that we are meant to take, in the direction that God intends for us to take. And it becomes dangerous when we keep ignoring that nudging because when it becomes numb, when we do not have that guide, that inner guide within us, then it really becomes dangerous for us because that means then we end up living recklessly, we end up living lives as if it is our own. When I mean, if there's something that I have kept insisting on here is that, you know, we do not live for ourselves, literally. We are not here to even serve our own needs. We are not here to serve our own agendas. We are here to serve the agenda of the person who created us. You know, we are here to serve his agenda and to be of service to others, to the people that he has placed all around us, our communities, our families, even our workplaces, right? So how do you answer that question? It's simply by spending time with the person who created you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. Right? It's always about seeking him, putting him first in absolutely everything that we do. In those moments when we do not know who we are, it's going to him and asking him, God, who am I? And I know this is a question that I have asked God also so many times. Uh, moments when I'm just seated in my bed and I'm just asking God, who am I? Because God, I do not know. I have allowed society, I have allowed the world to inform who I am. I have allowed situations. I have allowed people. I have allowed circumstances, challenges, you know, problems that I have faced. I have allowed all those things to define the kind of person that I am, that I honestly do not know who I am anymore. You know, I have put myself in places where I have had to tailor you know, the kind of person that I am to fit a kind of, a certain kind of situation that it has become like a default setting that I do not even know who I am. So God, who am I? Those are questions that I have <laughs> found myself asking God because the truth of the matter is it is so easy for us to get lost in the definitions and the connotations that, you know, we so easily place on ourselves that we end up seeing ourselves through the lenses or through actually through the wrong lenses. But what would it mean for us to see ourselves the way God sees us? When God says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, when God says that we are loved, you know? When God tells us that he has great plans for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, so that even when transitions happen, even when crises happen, even when we go through major trauma or major change, it doesn't dent our identity in any way because we are rooted in Christ. We are rooted in the identity that we have found in him, right? Literally, it's not even about what we do because sometimes, most times actually, when you ask to introduce yourself, it's always like, hi, my name is Sharon Chabai, I'm a content creator, I am this, I am that, I am that. But, I mean, there is more to who we are. I mean, it's not about who, what we do. It's not even about what we have. It's not even about the kind of people we associate ourselves with. There is more about our identities than all these other things. And it's so beautiful when we get to discover who that is. And it's a journey, by the way. It's a journey and maybe it's a revelation that will not happen so suddenly, like, you know, like an epiphany. 
it's something that you know will happen pro uh, in terms of progress right where today you find out a piece of, you find a piece of yourself you know you just keep discovering yourself each and every single day and i believe the greatest way to discover who you are as an individual is you know living out your purpose living out the purpose that god created for you God created us for a specific purpose and the minute we keep living that the minute we keep honoring him by living our purpose by seeking him in that very purpose then we are able to truly discover who we are so that even when you do not have a job so that even when you are not married so that even when you do not live in dubai or so that even when you do not um identify yourself with a certain family that identity is still the same i mean today we were having a devotion in church about you know i think it was it about job who i mean this man was rich he was rich he had everything that you know anyone could possibly ever dream of you know he had a beautiful wife he had beautiful children he was blessed with wealth in terms of even i think property and even animals you know you know the way they used to quantify wealth back then and then the devil goes to god and says this man this man just loves you because of all these things that he has <laughs> this man honors you this man serves you he loves you because of all the blessings that you have given to him take them all away and see that how how he will curse you right and god allowed for it to happen god allowed for job to have all these things taken away from him and this man did not falter his love for god remained you know to be the same and he identified that it is god who gives and it is this same god who takes away it doesn't change who i am to this god how he sees me is still the same i have not changed when he looks at me i am still his child i am still his servant none of that has changed the only thing that has changed is that i do not have all these things anymore and i kept asking myself what would i mean am i conf- can i confidently also have the same testimony if such a thing was to happen to me if the things that i hold dear if the things that i peg my identity to if all these things were taken away from me what would happen would i share the same testimony with job would i really share the same testimony would i really still identify myself as a believer as a follower of jesus would i st- really still identify myself as a person who loves god as a person who is living out god's purposes would i still really identify myself as that right so our identity i mean it is a great i mean it's a huge foundation of our lives and it is important for us like i said to just look within look within what are the things that inform your identity because only then will you be able to challenge these things only then will you be able to just look at them and say is if all these things are taken away from me will i truly like what will be left of me and it's so sad because today we have seen very many people give up we have seen so many people even go as far as ending their lives because you know maybe something that was a huge part of their identity was taken away from them or maybe life did not turn out the way they had wanted it to be and just like that they lose hope for a better tomorrow for a better future so who am i 
And I'd like you to ask yourself that question with me today, even as you're listening to this episode. Who am I? What are the things that inform my identity as an individual? And the life that I am living right now, is it a reflection of who God created me to be? Because that is the, I mean, that is the end goal. That is the main thing at the end of the day. I do not want to live out an identity. I do not want to live out a character that, you know, is nowhere close to what God has intended for me. And I think something that I kept thinking about is that the more older, the more mature, the more even exposure I have gotten in life, the more people I have interacted with, even like I was saying, the more I have had people talk about me or say things about me, depending on who they think that I am, the more I have really, really sat down and asked myself, who am I? Am I really what that person said? You know, now that I'm older, now that I know what I want, now that I know who I want to become, now that the vision of my life keeps becoming clearer and clearer, now that I keep getting, or rather now that I keep exposing myself to new mindsets, to new ways of thinking, to new habits, who am I? And like I said, it's a journey that, you know, we will keep having. Um, It's a journey that will keep happening. And I really, truly do hope that we will be able to be confident and vulnerable enough to discover who the person God created us to be truly is and how we can keep living living out that truth um, for as long as we live. And just to end the episode, I ran, across, I ran across a quote that says, when I discover who I am, I will be free. And I mean, it's very powerful. It's very profound. When I discover who I am, I will be free. And yeah, that's basically it for, for today's episode. Like I always like to say, I hope that this episode has added value. I hope this episode has edified your life. And I always always enjoy hearing and listening from you so if you have any feedback whatsoever if you have any question anything related to today's episode or even to the episodes that we have had uh, feel free to reach out to me i have left my whatsapp number on the show notes or you can actually fill out the feedback form let me know what you think you can also go ahead and send me a voice message if you want a link to that has also been left on the show notes and of course just let me know what you think about today's episode and keep asking yourself this question who are you who am i it's a very important question that we need to ask ourselves if we are to live our true abundant selves of course be sure to also check out our social media we are on instagram on facebook on twitter at the abundant self podcast so be sure to follow us engage with us and of course do not forget to also rate and review us from wherever you get your podcast we are currently available on all major listening platforms podcast listening platforms rather so be sure to rate and review us it will help a lot to boost our channel and of course to ensure that this message of abundance is being had by by very many people out there Yes, and like I always like to say, if you remember absolutely nothing else, if you remember nothing from what we have talked about today on this particular episode, I hope you remember that you have been called to have life and have it more abundantly and that I am rooting for you. I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.